Chapter One of the Land of the Broads by Ernest R. Suffling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Introductory. A triangle having the coast for its base, Lowestoft at the left and Pauling at the right angle, with Norwich at its apex, will contain nearly the whole of the Broad District with its five thousand acres of lakes and broads and two hundred miles of navigable river in these say two hundred and fifty square miles may be found during a holiday trip delightful occupation for seekers of fresh scenes and pastures new for the angler such sport awaits him as he cannot obtain elsewhere as the takes of fish at certain times and places are simply extraordinary especially of the coarser kinds of fish such as bream pike etc he may choose for his fishing ground water either deep or fleet running or still clear or obscured with the assurance that he will not go away either empty-handed or disappointed for the yachtsman where in england can he find greater scope for his hobby than on these splendid stretches of water he may take his choice from almost every rig conceivable cutter yawl lugger bermudan schooner or lateen and for sailing-masters the wherrymen cannot be excelled so that for those who wish to learn to sail a boat a capital opportunity offers for a study of quaintness both in language and ideas and also in manners the wherryman may be interviewed with profit the artist may find anywhere everywhere pictures ready for his canvas of scenery that is peculiar to norfolk there is no need to go to holland for a sketching ground for here it is within four hours of london here are the flat green plains with the river simply kept within bounds by its banks and being in many places two foot above the field through which it winds here are the windmills and wherries the red and white cattle and picturesque peasantry simply waiting to be transferred to canvas where out of holland can a more flemish scene be found than the tree-planted quay at yarmouth to the archaeologist and searcher into things ecclesiastic there are no end of churches priories castles halls and old buildings which will afford him a vast fund of delightful research the architect should not therefore neglect to bring his sketch-book with him for he may take it back full of odd fancies and curiosities of ages long gone by to the entomologist ornithologist and botanist i would say by all means take your holiday here for you may bring back with you specimens wherewith to beguile many a long winter's evening with your favourite pursuit for butterflies birds and plants this is a perfect eldorado to the poet this is a land of but there i will leave him to see for himself the beautiful secluded scenery will supply him with themes galore 
for his fanciful imagination for the robust man the broad district is a paradise and to the weekly here is a physician in the balmy and pure atmosphere by which he may become in a short time quite strong again and return home at the conclusion of his holiday with such increased vigour as to make his butcher and baker rejoice at the abnormal increase in his appetite the general tourist who is nothing in particular may while away the longest summer day in perfect happiness and at small cost for very little money can be spent by the most extravagant as many of the villagers possess only a single shop which however seems to contain everything from a pickaxe to a rasher of rusty bacon now after this long flight let us descend to a few dry tangible facts regarding the district the climate of norfolk is exceedingly dry in fact the rainfall per annum does not exceed twenty-four inches whereas the average for the whole of england is about thirty-six inches in cumberland and westmoreland the annual fall exceeds seventy inches on the score of dryness overhead therefore the tourist has nothing to fear for although all is water beneath very little moisture comes from the clouds above in comparison to other holiday resorts in great britain this is i believe partly on account of the flatness of the county and partly by reason of its extreme eastern position many of the rain clouds having exhausted themselves while travelling from the west of england before reaching norfolk storms and tempests occur rather oftener than in less level districts and are very violent but usually of short duration the rabbit is an object of considerable importance here as from their great numbers on the warrens there is a large trade done with the london market some of these warrens are of large extent and teeming with these pretty but destructive little animals the principal warrens in the district are at horsey and winterton on the coast among the birds several rare and curious species are to be found the long-winged owl the most destructive of his tribe and that singular species of the sandpiper tringa pugnax are still to be seen the male birds are called ruffs and the females reeves the churches of this county are worthy of a special attention many of them being exceedingly old dating as far back as the twelfth century to the student of the various styles of architecture there is an ample field for exploration as the different churches will take him from the twelfth through the thirteenth fourteenth and fifteenth centuries just the period when ecclesiastical architecture was at its best some fine sculptured tombs with recumbent figures will be found as also many splendid examples of wood carving numbers of churches still retaining their ancient oak chancel screens and stalls of intricate carved work relics of all kinds may be met with curious coffins weapons that have been dug up 
hourglasses ancient books wall paintings keys etc it is also remarkable that many of the registers still in a good state of preservation date as far back as a d fifteen hundred or nearly four hundred years i would particularly call attention to the round towers to be found in several parishes and which are ascribed to the saxon or danish period many of them were after the norman conquest surmounted by an octagonal upper story most of the norfolk churches are constructed of flint as very little building stone is found in the county except in the western division many brasses will be found in the churches to which access may be obtained and a rubbing taken all that is required in the shape of materials is a large sheet of rather thin white paper and a piece of heel ball which may be purchased at any bootmaker's shop simply fasten the paper over the brass with pins which should be stuck in the crack between the edge of the plate and the stone surrounding then rub the heel ball gently over the surface when the impression will appear in black and white on the paper a roll of lining paper twelve yards long and twenty-two inches wide may be purchased at any paper hanger's shop in town for about eightpence and is of just the required thickness for taking perfect rubbings persons fond of epitaph hunting will be amply repaid by a stroll through some of the churchyards and will meet with many exceedingly queer and quaint verses a good plan is to inquire of the sexton or his wife who usually reside very close to the churches under their care what of note is to be seen in the church or its burial ground the sexton of martham church has some printed cards with the inscription from the grave of a person buried there which i believe is the record of a sad event which took place many years since through the accidental marriage of very close relations mother and son it reads as follows here lieth the body of christopher burrancy who departed this life the eighteenth day of october anno domini seventeen thirty aged fifty-nine years and thus lies alice who by her life was my sister my mistress my mother and my wife died february the twelfth seventeen twenty nine the son was sent to australia when very young came back to yarmouth and hearing that a man was required to work on a farm at martham obtained the situation and after a few years married the lady proprietor years after a birthmark was the means of discovering the relationship the mother died raving mad and was quickly followed by her son the author has made the following footnote i find the stone has been removed to the tower and is covered by the organ End of footnote. prehistoric remains are continually coming to light especially along the coast and these either go to enrich the collections of private persons or are added to the already large store of them at the public museum norwich of animal remains may be noted 
bones of those gigantic mammals the mastodon arvincusus eliphas meridionalis and eliphas antiquus as also of the rhinoceros hippopotamus red and roe deer stag wild ox and even of the beaver in nearly every part of the county discoveries have been made connected with the stone age the earlier portion of that age called the paleolithic period is represented by instruments of chipped stone of various shapes and sizes usually of an oval or pointed form these implements bear no sign of polishing or other attempt at smoothness of surface those of a later period called the neolithic stone age show evident signs of rubbing and polishing in order to give them more symmetry and keenness a favourable time for relic hunting is immediately after a strong northwest gale when the wind is in that quarter with a heavy sea on masses of the cliff are undermined and huge pieces falling upon the beach are swept away by the surf this fall of the face of the cliff frequently leaves relics of various kinds exposed to view and persons of keen eyesight and great perseverance have occasionally made very valuable discoveries in consequence barrows and tumuli are to be seen near attleborough wheating spall pentney north walsham and other places a barrow at a place called grimes graves wheating was opened by canon greenwell in eighteen seventy and some ancient tools made of deer horn discovered the canon says it was a most impressive sight and one never to be forgotten to look it may be after a lapse of three thousand years upon a piece of work yet unfinished with the tools of the workmen still lying as they had been left many centuries before some of these implements picks etc still retained upon their chalky incrustation the exact impressions of the fingers of these ancient britons when trawling along the coast the fishermen frequently bring up in their nets the fossilized remains of large mammals of these the late rev james layton formed a very fine collection which may be seen at the british museum the villagers will be found very much scattered and only here and there will a fair-sized town be found i think that excepting norwich yarmouth and king's lynn no other town of five thousand inhabitants is to be met within the whole county indeed the towns containing three thousand inhabitants may be counted on the fingers of the two hands the county in eighteen eighty one contained four hundred and forty four thousand seven hundred and forty nine persons spread over one million three hundred and fifty six thousand one hundred and seventy three acres giving just three acres to each individual a very sparse population indeed contrast this with lancashire and its one million two hundred and eight thousand one hundred and fifty four acres and three million four hundred and fifty four thousand five hundred and forty one inhabitants 
or three persons to each acre on the score of quietness the tourist may therefore make his mind easy as he will be far from the madding crowd i would like to point out to the etymologist that if he keeps his ears open when talking with the country people he will hear many pure saxon words used which are quite obsolete among town folk or educated persons thus a gift is a largesse a housecloth a dwile to raise a thing is to hain it a lane is a loke an unmarried girl is a mother and a dicky although it has a melodious voice is not a bird it is a donkey the natives are a fine race usually with the flaxen or tawny beards fair skin straight noses and blue eyes characteristic of the norse or danish type they are noted for their hardihood and endurance most of them leading a life that compels them to be in the pure bracing air a great part of their time as they are mostly either agricultural or seafaring men a walk along the quay or fish market in yarmouth will show what a number of tall powerful men are to be found among the east anglian fishermen all bone and muscle with shoulders as broad as those of hercules the ports of yarmouth and lowestoft are used by upwards of ten thousand fishermen most of them hardy norfolk men the greater proportion of whom could be in time of war turned into men o wars men at very short notice these men have times without number performed such heroic and daring deeds that like marshal ney they have earned for themselves the distinction of being known as the bravest of the brave not a winter passes but some startling deed of daring do is performed by these men during the gales having taken a brief glance at the characteristics of the county its climate and its inhabitants we will now make a closer acquaintance with the purport of our pilgrimage the broads End of chapter one